come with us. When you wish upon a star. Come and remember the magic. Rad dudes, welcome to 90s Disney, your one-stop shop for everything about Disney in the 90s. I'm your host, AJ Minotti, joined by my brothers, Mike Minotti. Hey, hey. And Chris Minotti. Hey, howdy, hey. There's the energy that we're looking for. I can do it. Give me another shot, coach. Woo! Okay. Podcast. Mike Minotti. Hey, wow. <laughs> That's me. It got worse. <laughs> it did. Okay, all right. And now I'm more tired. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the month of September. It's almost fall. How it. many pumpkin spice lattes have you guys had? I've had three so far. I've had like three or four. I don't drink coffee. <laughs> Bring it <laughs> on, I say. Talking, I, I was driving home from North Carolina after they came out, so I had quite a few. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, enough of that, because uh, why, why was I driving a car when I should have been driving the mode of transportation of the future? Introduced in 1998, Chris, what are we talking about today? Talking about the the greatest ride uh, <laughs> that we never did, <laughs> rocket rods. Oh my gosh. Man, th- this was something that, you know, uh, we've said before many times that we are Disney World people. Uh, we always went to Disney World when we were younger. It took us, I mean, we were in our teens when we went to Disneyland the like first time. I think 2004-ish is about the first time I was there. First time I was there was 03, yeah. yeah. So, and even then, like, we, you know, we really weren't researching older, like, Disney attractions, things like that. But when we finally got around to some Disneyland stuff that we've missed and Rocket Rods popped up, we're like, what, what is this? Because in, in Florida, I'm like, the, the, the People Mover is like your favorite ride. I love the People Mover. Oh, the TTA. So, so what did it do to you? I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but what did it do to you to find out that the People Mover was replaced by a not-defunct thrill ride? They didn't feel good about that. <laughs> didn't like that. Yeah, I was pretty upset about it. But you know, even when we finally did go there, you could see the skeleton of it, right? Just a, a constant reminder yeah, of what it's was. Like, it's just such a bummer. Like, man, they, they had a people mover here, too, and I can't do it. Well, let's before we get ahead of ourselves, let's go back to May of 1998. What was going on, That's Chris? right. So May 22nd, 1998, not only when Rocket Rides opened, but when um, the whole new, new Tomorrowland in Disneyland opened. So May of that year, some, some big moments that happened, real and fictional, <laughs> My personal favorite, the Battle of Hogwarts happened on May second, nineteen ninety eight. No idea. <laughs> we were we yeah. were all you know us nomads over yeah. here in the states. Had <laughs> That's no clue. right, nomads. Uh, May fourteenth, the final episode of Seinfeld aired, and I, I remember watching that. Yeah, at I a friend's it was, house. It's not good. Yep, yep. It wasn't very good. It was a bad clip show. Seventy six point three million viewers. Kind of interesting. It's a lot of people. Uh, during this month, that's when the uh, Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky uh, scandal kind of started time. unraveling. It's funny because I like this is obviously a big deal when it was happening. Like no one would tell me what was happening. <laughs> like something inappropriate happened. Something with a dress, and that's all I know. <laughs> um, let's see. The number one song for that month was "My All" by Mariah Carey. I did not recognize that, but we don't really know our 90s pop music very well. At least yeah. I don't. <laughs> Alas. This, the movie I did see in theaters, uh, Deep Impact, 
I, I just remember Elijah Wood in it. I don't remember much else. Morgan Freeman was the president, so it was very oh, ahead yes. of his time in that. Yeah, this was the less fun uh, media. Yeah, this movie. is the one of the meteors hit and like the eastern seaboard. I, like I remember thinking the movie like it was very unclear if the water hit Ohio or not because we we're right on the eastern edge, and it's like, wait a minute, are we okay? I'm sure we weren't doing great. No. <laughs> All right, so some background here about this attraction. So you know, by the mid '90s. The existing Tomorrowland, it had been there. Uh, the last refurb was 1967. So at, at that, you know, at that point in time, it's been around for you know nearly 30 years. Uh, in 1967, that refurb introduced the Carousel of Progress, Adventures Through Inner Space, which is another ride that I'd love to right. I love to dig into a little bit here and there. And our personal favorite that we also never got to do, the People Mover, at least this one. Right. And, you know, just getting ready for the show, you're watching, like, videos of the old people mover, uh, and I'm like, man, that is so cool. It, like, even even weaves in and out of buildings more than the Magic Kingdom one did, it feels like. Yeah. Because it goes inside of Adventures Through Inner Space. It goes inside of Carousel of Progress. Well, what's neat is you get you get uh, a nicer view at more attractions rather yeah. than just Space Mountain yeah. and, like, shops, you know, right, right. where we're and used like, to. You know, a hot second of Buzz Lightyear. And the funny thing is, so so this 1967 new Tomorrowland that was replaced in the 90s because it was, you know, it, it's that classic Tomorrowland problem where Tomorrowland no longer looks futuristic. But fast forward another, you know, uh, 25 years, this 1967 Tomorrowland <laughs> looks kind of slick. Well, I think now we're at the point where we look at this as like, you know, a, a retro futuristic. Yeah. yeah. yeah that is just so appealing. And yeah. they're kind of going back to that in some ways. Yeah. they Imagine, uh, especially in. Uh, Magic Kingdom in Florida, they're going back to that. But yeah, it's becoming a lot more of those pure whites again. Yeah, so like in, for example, Magic Kingdom in, in uh, Disney World, they removed like the signage that's all like colorful, like for uh, Monsters, Inc., Laugh Floor, things like that. And it's just those white pylons with a little little icon of what it is. So, so things like that, again. we're getting back. Yeah, and maybe another 20 years, everything will be kind of like rust, uh, rust blue and green again. Yeah. And I'll be happy. <laughs> just you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh, some background on the People Mover, since that plays a pretty big part here on Rocket Rods. Uh, the ride system itself um, was influenced, well, not even influenced, it was just brought over from the Ford's Magic Skyway, which was one of the uh, four attractions at the 1964. It's the one no one talks about. It's, it's funny because it's the one no one talks about, but it's amazing when you think about like the influences this one ride had on multiple areas of the the theme park. Well, this is the only one that wasn't like just straight up brought over to Disney. That's right. Yeah, it kind of came like it was influenced it, here. The dinosaur scene kind of showed up on yep. part so of the train. The, yep, Primeval World uh, showed up. The scene with those that dinosaur animatronics, um, the, the track system with People Mover, um, Spaceship Earth. You could see some influences with the you know the early scene. man stuff. Obviously, World of Motion. And World of Motion, I mean, it was almost like the like 2.0 version of that. And even Test Track, just, you know, being in a ride again when you're in a car. Yep, that's right. Because, like, in this ride, you were, like, in the Magic Skyway, you were literally in, like, Ford cars. Or at least, like, you know, they didn't have engines or anything. But it was the shell of a car, and you were just riding around in that. Yep, yeah, shell of a, a Ford Mustang. Yeah, but it's, like, it's kind of, like, pre... It's, like, right before Omni Mover because... It has the thing where, like, the, everything's constantly moving, and you're kind of, you know, so that loading is so fast and quick and nice. Yes, yeah, so, so it's not, it's, yeah, it is the early, like, Omnimover system. It's a bit more, you know, you could feel, like, the bumps a bit more and whatnot. Because, well, and we'll get into a bit more of the, the technology of what it is. Um, but, uh, again, People Mover, 
much beloved attraction for years and years. Even now, people still talk about it fondly and, and miss it. Uh, at the time, Ford was asked to sponsor the People Mover, and they said no because they were worried that it would replace uh, the use of vehicles in the future, which is hilarious Can't to back me. And be like, guys, you don't have to worry about <laughs> that. <laughs> I mean, you don't know at that Maybe time. Cynical. Maybe it's because, like, you know, all of their lobbyists and stuff were shooting these kind of things. Ah. I mean, think about it. How, you know, who back, especially like then, with all the money that these major automobile companies had. And somebody came like, we can save all the money and energy, and it'll be so green if we build a people mover in New York City. And GM's like, no. <laughs> no, no, sorry. No, you will not be doing that. So they went to Goodyear, which uh, made sense since part of the, the ride system, it, it involved um, tires on the like embedded into the track. Uh, each tire was about nine feet apart or so, connected to an individual motor. And it would just push across. The tires themselves would be spinning. And basically, just push the vehicles forward. Is my most basic understanding of what makes this ride system work is instead of a car having the wheels that move, the wheels that move are really on like they're the embedded track. in the track yeah. itself. You see, roller coasters use this a lot to get yeah. you like out of the state. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just like yeah to get you onto the chain for a coaster. But this is just the whole system. Go so really, it, it's almost like a like a like a relay. Like one tire just basically throws the car to the next tire. And the next, yeah. And the, just keeps going. The Magic Kingdom version is not like that. Isn't it more like magnet Magnets, based? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Also, uh, Goodyear, hometown heroes here. That's right, Akron, Ohio. So, I mean, and this made perfect sense because, I mean, how many tires did they go through? Uh, you figure how many are on that track constantly needing refurb. So, Goodyear was a smart choice. Um, so, by the mid 90s, uh, the transition here of getting into how we got the Tomorrowland of. <clears throat> of uh, 19, what year was that? 98. Nin- 98, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, definitely showing its age here. Uh, probably not to us now, but yeah, back point. then in the 90s, well, it's yeah. Like, even in the 90s, I remember like, looking at pictures like, oh, that looks so old and bad. Yeah. <laughs> so Disney, they're planning a major refurb. Um, the And what came of this was the defunct kind of, you know, Thing that we also missed out on was Tomorrowland 2055. Why 2055? I, I get it. Pretty far. Well, it's 100 years after Disneyland opened. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. It makes sense. It makes some sense. I accept it. it, it it's distressing that that's not that far away anymore. Just <laughs> right. 30, yeah. years. It's kind of like when Back to the Future came out. It's like yeah. 2015. Whoa. <laughs> so far there. away. Flying cars, of course. <laughs> of course that'll happen. So the theme for this uh, proposed new Tomorrowland was it was a city for extraterrestrial beings. Um, and what I thought was really interesting was extraterrestrial alien encounter was meant for this area, mm-hmm. for the uh, Tomorrowland 2055. Right, right where uh, uh, Mission to Mars was. Yep, yeah, that's and right. where the Pizza Planet restaurant is now. Yep, so that was planned for this. Uh, Timekeeper was going to be brought over. There was something kind of akin to the Mickey Mouse Review, which was basically just a an alien version called Plectu's Fantastic intergalactic review now this is what i tried to bring this up on our never built attraction show uh a couple weeks ago and i couldn't remember the name of this but yeah this is the one that was going to replace uh american, american things. things at some point which, and then which at just... this point was abandoned for at least five i think since 86 right 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 1986 so it had been empty for a while <clears throat> and what i like too and i hadn't seen this before there was a new building that was almost like the second floor of tomorrowland and it's kind of reminiscent to me now of the festival center of what Epcot was supposed to be getting that is currently on uh, infinite hold. Yeah, hiatus. So 
<clears throat> there's some concept art there that's pretty interesting. You can see, and we could share these pictures, like that second story of Tomorrowland. But, uh, I mean, they were really close to doing this. There, there was some proof that of, of how far along they got. There was a mural that they actually painted f with this theme in mind to kind of, like, test the aesthetic of it at the Tomorrowland Terrace. I don't know if it's still there today, but at the time, in the early, mid-90s, they had painted it as a test. So, what is the constant theme with uh, big projects like this in the, in the 90s? In the 90s. <laughs> Euro Disney. Euro Disney. Man, what if there was no Euro Disney? <laughs> so, Euro Disney scaled this back big time. Um, the budget got reduced to $100 million for, for basically... For a land. For a whole land. And not just a land, like completely, like almost gutting it, redoing it. Right. So the first thing to go, ter uh, extraterrestrial alien encounter, boom, gone Magic Kingdom. Um, and they still needed some kind of e-ticket e attraction Quote to get people e-ticket. E yeah. Well, and uh, this Michael was when Eisner e was obsessed with thrill rides because Splash Mountain was so successful. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is the same time you're getting like a rock and roller coaster in, in MGM Studios and stuff like that. Yeah, because at this point we're at like 1995 here. Mm. So... Power Tear just is a big hit. Though. Yeah, yep, big hit. Uh, Test Track is is coming. Later it's known about. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, and what what's crazy too? Like, I mean, they were pushing this. They had that hundred million dollar budget. Twenty five percent of that went to Rocket Rods. Twenty five million for your, your <laughs> well, cornerstone e ticket attraction. That's right. peanuts. That's the thing. Like, yeah, that's like most of this. That's a lot of this budget, but also not that much money for a ride no. like this. Oh, I went. Where did the other seventy five go? <laughs> Does the, the, paint, the paint for Space Mountain. I mean, Innoventions <laughs> probably like had to cost something. Uh, and that didn't even open on time. That was later on. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. So what's funny, too, uh, again, kind of some Epcot themes here to where we're at now. Like, from 1990 to, like, 95, Tomorrowland saw a lot of closures with not a lot of replacement. And so we had uh, the people mover gone. Uh, Rocket Jets was closed. Uh, Mission to Mars has, had been gone for a bit. The Circle Vision 360 Theater sat dormant for a while. Captain EO and the Starcade. And I don't, I don't know too much about the Starcade. I mean, I assume it was just. A, I think that's just where the gift shop is for Star Tours. No, no, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure about that. But yeah, that's a lot of things uh, closing there. Yeah. So when you think about it, there's not. I mean, it's like Space Mountain. It's basically <laughs> there Space you go. Mountain Land. Yeah, it's pretty Star, Star Tours. Star Tours okay. Land. Which isn't bad, I guess, yeah. but still. Yeah. So there's, you know, a few year period where there really wasn't too much to do and people were definitely uh, complaining about it. But um, so there are delays in the Magic Kingdom's Tomorrowland because they were having a refurbishment, too, in 1997. Um, and Test Track caused Disneyland's Tomorrowland project to continue getting pushed back and pushed back. So that's why it kind of sat empty there for a few years without any any new rides. So we had this small budget, $100 million for this land. What are they really going to do? Uh, immediately, they said, okay, Captain Neal's gone. What else do we have? Honey, I shrunk the audience. That's easy enough. Throw yep, that so in that's there. That's easy. Throw that in there. Um, the queue for Rocket Rods, you know, which we'll get to, is pretty sweet. That just got the queue or the Circle Vision 360 theater was completely converted just for the queue itself. Right. So it's because, like, that's like, you know, even like from the very beginning of Tomorrowland, you like walk into the right. There's like that complex of like attractions in those buildings, and to the left, it's almost like a mall. And all the things on the left just became the queue for this <laughs> ride. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, and it's funny. I mean, it's not going to take much because they, they kept the screens for the queue. They use it. 
they just turn the lights down everywhere and have some movies playing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and pe- the People Mover track uh, was was reused for Rocket Rods itself, and really just a paint job everywhere. So th- there's a big influence with um, uh, Euro Disney's Discovery, Discovery Land. Land, which I've been to. Yeah, that's right. Did you do the Space Mountain there? No, it has an aversion. I'm scared. Oh yeah, you're too scared. Uh, <laughs> but I mean. You know, I like that look. It's, and now I kind of thought about it before, but I kind of like it has a sort of a Jules Verne thing going on, which makes sense in in uh, over there because they're you know they have rides themed around Jules Verne <laughs> and stuff like that. Here it, it was a little weird. I mean, the weirdest thing is that they repainted Space Mountain. Even. Well, and, and the thing I mean, it's easier too when you're designing a new land with that in mind. When you're retrofitting yeah. with you know some paint and you know a few million dollars, it's it's harder to kind of get that excitement out. But um, <clears throat> so that that's where it stands right now, or, or back then. The, the the development here of the ride, uh, the Imagineers they developed pretty much a modified version of the test track te- test track technology. Because that works so well. Which uh, yeah, we know how well that reliable. Worked. Well, what was the original? It was supposed to be ninety six, right? Right, ninety eight is I think it when it finally opened. finally opened. Yeah, and yeah. even then it was constant delays and and all that. And still to this day. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, better. Done. It's better, but yeah. Cars Land fixed that, though. We're back. Back on top. But uh, originally, Disney approached GM to, to sponsor the ride for Rocket Rods. But uh, they had already been um, kind of burned, kind of burned, kind, kind of burned out with <laughs> Test Track, so you can't really blame them there. <clears throat> One of the uh, kind of funny stories here that, that I found was um, Imagineer Eddie Soto. And you guys would probably recognize him. He's he was always hev- heavily involved with uh, Euro Disney with Tony Baxter. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the um, Imagineering story on on Disney Plus. But I found this nice interview uh, when he first got hired. This was one of the first rides that was kind of like thrown at him in the conceptual phase. And for Tokyo Disney, they had he had something he was working on called Rocket Bikes for their transition for their Tomorrowland. Yeah, they don't have they never had a people mover there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So um, that kind of just got worked around a, a little bit without much of his involvement. They kind of took some of those concepts and evolved it into this rocket uh, rods instead. Uh, and, yeah, the interview is funny because he just talks about how, you know, clearly he's not a fan he, of it. He hated it. He, he basically he did not quit like because it. of it. Yep. Called Almost it a D-plus ride. and ultimately quit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Called it a D-plus ride. It was like driving a fast golf cart. All, all that stuff. <laughs> can't, can't blame him. Yeah, it's, it's a good interview. It's over at Mouse Planet. It's uh, conducted by known historian of Disney facts, Jim Corcus. Oh, yeah. So, yep. uh, He's got a couple couple good books out. Oh, yeah. That guy that guy Walt knows Disney. what he's talking about. I think he likes the Rocketeer, too. So I He does know. like the Rocketeer. I like that. Okay. Quick quick side note. If you... I don't know what episode number it is, but go find the um, the WW Radio episode with Lou Mangiello and Jim Corcus oh, going around, around Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. Yeah. You, you, you get a sense of how much he likes yeah. Rocketeer there. <laughs> this could have just been a Rocketeer ride. Rocketeer rods. Oh, man. Oh, God. <laughs> could have been themed look like him. Could have put some pictures of the Rocketeer in those dark tunnels. Yeah, there you go. All right, so they got the concept. They know what they're doing. Uh, rides built takes about three years here uh, to get built, and it's cool that there's some video out there where they have like tarps up on the, uh, the on track the track, the so you can hear it and kind of you know see it. And it's like, ooh, what's that? What's going on there? So uh, ride opens May twenty second, nineteen ninety eight. Uh, the ride itself here kind of give you a little walk through what's going on. So you start out, you walk into Tomorrowland, and you enter the Circle Vision 3, 360 building on the, the very 
front entrance on the left. Right. Like this was the entrance for the Circle Vision show, and it is the entrance today for Buzz Lightyear. It's the yeah, same entrance. That's right. yeah. Yep. And you can even see some of the same like you know lighting that's used and, and all that. So some of it's stuck around. But in, once you're inside this building, it's the whole building. There's these neat blueprints of like older uh, ride vehicles that were used, for, like for the flying saucers, uh, submarine voyage. There's like the uh, the monorail and so on. And they actually have a uh, some a couple of the old people mover cars there too. Yeah, they they have two uh, cars, which at the time I think they were thinking those were the only two that they really saved. You know what people were kind of speculating. Uh, they painted those. There are some other vehicles there. There were some rocket jets. The front end of a of a monorail which was that had like the huge actual yeah actual monorail yeah i was just like assumed it was cab. just like a re oh, like a know, recreation disneyland had went through like models a lot that's true yeah did, mm-hmm. so. so they painted them blue and had like this orange um like outline like wireframe to them yeah. yeah so i mean it looked really neat it fit the aesthetic nice for for rocket futuristic yeah well vehicle they, yeah, transportation they kind of had that on it made it look tronish yeah yep so um Little side note: those uh, those two people mover cars they got refurbished, and in one of the videos I watched, I think it was um, uh, I can't remember. I think that was Yesterworld. Yeah, Yesterworld. Yeah. They talk about the exact like card numbers that they were ten B uh, and ten C yeah. or something. So it was the only existing like chained um, t- uh, two vehicles together that they had. Um, yeah, those, I don't. I, as much as I like the old people mover, seeing the video and stuff, I don't like the look of those cars that much. I, like I little, can't believe that. They look like little sky buckets that are just on rails. And the colors, they have like the condiment station colors. It's, yeah. like, it's, a, it's like ketchup, ketchup red, mustard, mayo. Ketchup red, mayo blue, and, and I'm mustard shocked. yellow. You said that earlier, and I was shocked I you said that. I mean, yeah, like the, I'm with Mike. I, I never, I, you're right. Yeah. They just look like skyway buckets, but on the ground. Yeah, like the Magic Kingdom ones, they are real sleek. Sleek, and, and yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, especially like California shouldn't have the roofs. Yeah. <laughs> it never rains. At least the, I do like how the roof supposedly like tilted upward when like it was in station so people can get off. Yeah, That's cool, don't but, bonk uh, your head. Yeah, not a big fan of those vehicles. Man. Actually, they look oh, I they love look weird to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just so used to Magic Kingdom. Yeah, that well, that too. Uh, something else that, that is pretty funny to me, and it, it had to be a joke, or you know, maybe some hopeful thinking ahead there. But uh, <laughs> they had like these maps of where the rocket rods could potentially be expanded to. So you know, the Disneyland Hotel. Uh, John Wayne Airport. <laughs> my my, my yeah, favorite I, I, is the, uh, the, the, it has like the logo of the uh, Mighty Ducks for the hockey arena. Yeah, Anaheim. <laughs> this must have been right when they bought the Anaheim. Yeah, Ducks, I don't right? think they were going to actually do that. <laughs> you never know. What if no, this is yeah, the most I'm pretty sure. Ride you imagine if you went to work every day on a rocket ride <laughs> and it did this stupid little wheelie thing. Pop the wheelie. You <laughs> like, you're, you're business to work. Like, all right, you got, you got your Starbucks. <laughs> Here we go, hitting a max speed of 35 on the way to Whoa, work. 38, maybe. Depends who was sitting in the car. <laughs> okay, for us, maybe. <laughs> So uh, there's a movie playing um, that starred Walt Disney. This is something else I want to talk about. It, there's not too many attractions that really have Walt Disney involved. Yeah, that's something in it. I like about this. Yeah, and yeah, that's kind of what adds to the cue here for me is that it, it's Walt, you know, in video, kind of chatting yeah, like, about the future of transportation. Yeah, this cue is not bad because like it, it does this whole thing where it's like, oh, this is like an actual. It's, it's not called the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. It's called the Tomorrowland. Uh, something it had like but it was like it was like supposed to be supposedly their 50th anniversary and there was like almost like an exhibit on all their past vehicles why, like why the monorail. 50th anniversary they didn't make sense know. at all no i don't know 
I mean, it's the, it's the future, so it could be whatever they want, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's almost like you're in a museum. It, it has a bit of that World Fair look to it, and it is it is kind of retro futuristic, which doesn't make any sense with the Jules Verne like retheming of the, yeah. of the rest of the place. But, well, they had this yeah. footage, and like, okay, we, yeah. we got to show this. It's cool because it's like a lot of that stuff that you would see from like you know the old Walt Disney Presents or the, yeah. It reminds the, me of being at the Sci Fi well, Drive-in yeah. Diner, yep. <laughs> Wonderful World of Color or stuff like that. So yeah, like the video like loop that they showed seemed pretty entertaining. Which apparently people saw many times while while yeah, in line. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. Like, we, we talk about how cool this line was. How like uh, you know you, you go through the Circle Vision Theater and all those screens are, are lit up with this movie and well, this, all these models. Yeah. But like, th- apparently the line for this just took forever. Like stretched to Main Street. The, yeah. the one the oh, one video has a sign where it doesn't have how many hours. It just says, "Wait from here is half your day." <laughs> Well, like, Who would get in line at that point? <laughs> well, there's because like the one part of the queue just has like a single movie screen, and you can also see like the rocket rods going by on the top side, as- which is it's a neat. It's a neat, you know, distraction while you're in line. Yeah, the only problem, though, is, like, where that's positioned, it was, like, right at the end of the tunnel, so there was always, like, light leak yeah. coming through, yeah. which didn't look great, but then, I uh, thought. But, like, the next part of the queue actually took place in the Circle Vision Theater. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Just put some, some, some switchbacks in there. Right. So it's just funny, yeah, like, that was an attraction you wait in line for. Now that is, that the, is line. the line. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, they weren't playing, like, a Circle Vision movie. No, no they yeah. were just using the screens as movie yep. screens. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. The which nar- nine- is, like, a missed opportunity, at least, like, yeah, like, make a Circle Vision film to go up there. Well, again, they, they had a $25 they had the budget. budget, so. Yeah. <laughs> Use it all in that paint. These days, just get a GoPro with an attachment. You can go film whatever you want in 360. <laughs> so the the films that they showed kind of just show, like like we said, it was a 40-year kind of futuristic look at what transportation would be from that point, some from the 60s, 40 years from the future, which is pretty... Uh, Pretty neat to see. It's like very Jetstones kind of style. Oh, yeah. Like flying around and whatnot. Jetstones. Yeah, sorry, Jetsons. <laughs> I, I went with it. I was like, that sounds right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it took I me a second. I was like, wait a minute. AJ, I didn't even blink. <laughs> I was like, yeah, the Jetstones. That's because you're drinking some fancy. Uh, I got some, we got some scotch we tonight. Some good what scotch is this called, tonight. AJ? Uh, this, this is uh, Lagavulin 16. If you like Parks and Rec, this is the Ron Swanson stuff. This oh, is nice. This is nice and smoky. But um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So the movies they showed, they progressed to leading up to what we now have are the rocket rods, the true future of transportation. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's all been leading up to this. So now you're in this building. They got to get you to the center of, you know, where the, the you actually load the vehicle. Right, because like where you enter this queue, the building is on the front of Tomorrowland. The, you know, the loading station for the people mover was in that center rocket. It's not called Rocket Tower Plaza, but they're equivalent of it, basically. Right. Yeah. So I, there was an existing underground kind of maintenance tunnel that was there. They just retrofitted into the yeah. queue. So you go down like, to get underneath uh, the street level there and then just climb the stairs going up. Uh, and then there you are, ready to experience the ride after a three hour wait. Yeah. <laughs> You're on the, and like, it, you know, these vehicles, they aren't like, the people mover, they aren't constantly moving and you're not on like a conveyor belt just hopping in. These things stop and let people on and all that jazz. Yeah, so we talked so we're talking about the long wait times. One of the big factors, and there were many, um, was the vehicle itself. It had four rows and the first three only allowed one person to sit and the back row had two. 
So five, you know, per vehicle. I, I don't know what the full capacity was. Could but have been much. It could not have been much. Wait, at I all. can't oh. believe they couldn't figure out how to like make it at least like an eight person, like yeah. Two, yeah. two by twos. Like well, it was already so imagine, much weight on, yeah, on imagine, the track. I mean, you know, we're yeah, gonna probably. talk about all the stress that happened in the track. Imagine if each vehicle had like half twice as much people yeah, weight true, on it. Yeah, true. True. So now we're on the ride. We're sitting there ready to go. Uh, it starts off. There's a nice little uh, light countdown, kind of like you know, red, yellow, green. Green hits, and boom, you're off. It, you get this nice little wheelie, this burst of speed, and you're like, wow, this is exciting. The wheelie effect is neat. I'll yeah, say it. oh, that is neat. So you have this nice you know, adrenaline, like, oh, this is going to be a great ride. And then you get to the first bank. and Just Immediately. <laughs> right. Well, it's not even a, it's not the problem is that it's not a bank. It's just a turn. Yeah, that's right. A non-banked right. The, turn. The first thing I had to learn in Royal Crusader Tycoon is that you got to bank the turns <laughs> on fast rides. <laughs> so it keeps, you know, a lot of the, you know, same elements as people mover, obviously. It's the same track. It's just a lot, a lot faster here, but you still get a nice view of the Star Tours yeah. queue. I mean, uh, look real quick, I guess. Yeah, you got to be fast. Uh, nice view of the Star Tours uh, extended queue. Uh, you go through, uh, you get the first new effect, which is a big a piece, mirror. a big mirror that they put there. <laughs> looks like you're going to crash into How something. much of the budget was that? <laughs> <laughs> was that $10 at Hobby Lobby? <laughs> $10.50. <laughs> so they also, uh, kind of a bummer, but they blocked off certain views that you would typically have from the people mover uh, just to get a, kind of like a darker look in the tunnels. I mean, you're flying by anyway. So you do, you know, a lot of people prefer... And I probably would too, you know, the nice calm. Oh, look at that. Look at this. And yeah. now you're missing out well, on That's that. what's great about the people mover is like, yeah, it, it is a tour. of. Yeah. So it's great. So it's kind of weird to just use a track that was meant to be like this tour experience and just try to turn that into a thrill ride. I'll still sit in the Magic Kingdom one three times in a row. Oh, yeah. Let's oh, go. Oh, my gosh. Keep so it running. Well, I'll, I'll go on a whole thing well, about Well, and here's the thing. Great. Like... It's not like the track layout itself. Like if you like, if you look at a map of the attraction, it's a cool track because it it's goes all track. over. It's got some length to it. If you're gonna go in these corridors, you gotta do something besides a mirror. Right. Like there should like it was oh, a good we'll chance to, to do some effects and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, there's more effects. <laughs> We're coming to it. <laughs> yeah, come on, Ash guy, give it a chance. <laughs> so so once you get outside, you get you the first time you are outside, you get this nice view of Tomorrowland itself. You pass the old jetliner. Yeah. And then you're back, you know, weaving inside the old Star Trader, uh Illuminations or I'm sorry. Interventions. Interventions. At uh, the time of opening, it was being built, so you got to see some nice drywall. Which is some raw construction for what Disney usually lets people see. Like, yeah, you think it would just put a blanket up or something. Yeah, usually <laughs> they don't let you see that. <laughs> So then after that, you're back out in the uh, the wilds there. You get the full rest of the tour um, of kind of the area above the submarine voyage yeah, in the, Autopia. Yeah, you're outside but, for a while at this point. But what's funny, and you know, when this opened, there really wasn't much to look at because uh, the submarine voyage was closed. Autopia was closed at the time for refurbishment. So it was really just you and the monorail kind yeah. of zipping around. <clears throat> but I mean, you know, like, like this could have been a really exciting moment. And like you can see this one part when you come out of interventions, like it, it makes a turn and it like kind of it has some straightaway for a bit and it picks up speed again, even goes downhill a little. And like if they're just able to like bank the turns or even just change the track a little bit, like this could have been like the speed ramp area of test track where you could have right. like, let go yeah, a little go. bit. Right. But you're still slowing down for every turn. Yeah. So I, yeah, the only time you can go is those nice straightaways and there aren't too many and they're not that There's long. Like three. So you're constantly... Going, stopping, going, stopping. Um, and then you get back to the uh, Circle Vision uh, Theater Queue building. 
You get hit with a nice set of strobe lights and a big blast of air, and boom, you're done. Back into the back into the. And that's the funny thing too is like you have one final straightaway, but it's kind of wasted because you it's just the slow down to get right, to the can't, yeah, can't, so You can't even use that. Yeah, one. they can't pick you up. Like they can't pick up the speed there because you gotta you know stop. Be so. done. <laughs> so there is a song to the ride that was done. Did you know about this, Mike? No. Yeah, it's uh it's called World of Creativity. Uh, Magic Highways of Tomorrow by the Sherman Brothers. And it was originally done uh, for the film The Happiest Millionaire. This is where Fortuosity, Fortuosity. the best Disney song is from. Oh my god. This is your god. favorite Disney movie you've never seen. I know. Yeah. I, I don't think it's on Disney Plus yet. Nope. I want to see oh, it. It will be. We'll get there. So we'll link uh, link the, the song for that. It's a pre- pretty fun listen. It's probably playing right now. Oh, never mind. There are multiple uh, issues here. Uh, for one, the ride length itself, People Mover was 16 minutes, and the speed of the rocket rods brought it down to three. Oops. <laughs> Especially when you're waiting for three rods. hours to do this. So, you know, that kind of left a salty taste in people's mouths. Not too happy about that. Uh, the constant speeding up and slowing down. It, j- it just took a toll on the existing people mover track. It, it wasn't designed and built for that yeah. kind well, of stress. Well, not even so much the track is like they they quote unquote put a new track in, but it's like the support yeah, system. The, well, like yeah, the, the concrete, cement, the, the concrete, nylons, the that's path. right. Yeah, so the yeah the the steel tubular track that they put in was fine. It was just the actual cement supports, um, and the tires too that were on the rocket rods because the old system's gone. Th- these are actual motorized vehicles that are going. Um, and there's, there's funny stories of bits of tire falling down below to, you know, people in the free souvenir. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. Exactly. Getting well, in your food while you're eating. These are constantly accelerating and decelerating. So yeah, you're just ripping through tires. Oh, Goodyear was happy. Like, go ahead. Yeah. Keep, keep <laughs> on getting more tires. Uh, I mean, because of that constant slowing down, the throws really never got to that thrilling of, you know, kind of excitement levels. Hey, it's no, it's no test track. Yeah, no. <laughs> and, and even still, like test track, it is thrilling, but it does. You do finally get to that like speed that you're like, oh man, this is great, and then boom, it stops. Even that ride, like has, by the time test track stops, you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> I that, could have kept going. That's what I mean. So no, it's like me, that over nah, and over. I disagree. I test track stops right <laughs> at the right point for me, a coward. <laughs> it's that over and over <laughs> at half know, the speed. Test track again, like the same year has show scenes. It doesn't have a mirror, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and it, when you when you watch uh, the old uh, you know ride throughs of this ride, the only sounds going on are just like the fake sounds of the vehicle going. Oh, those are fake. Engine. It's a very kind of annoying fake. whirring noise. Yeah, the whirring noise, but there's no like song playing. It's just like dead. Yeah, it's, yeah, you you're know? right. It's very it's very empty. Yeah, big empty feeling. <clears throat> so yeah, the track wasn't designed to handle the weight of the vehicles, um, let alone the stresses of the acceleration. Uh, because of this, the, the vehicles would be out of place a lot on the track. Uh, the computer system, as soon as it would see one of these vehicles, you know, out of position, it would just shut down the whole ride. And again, this was pre-test track. We're talking about technology. So at that point, it's like, all right, everyone, get out. We we gotta we gotta abandon Evac the track. Evacuate the ride. Evacuate. And- yep. 
So that led to the um, that and the uh, capacity led to these long wait times. <clears throat> one cool thing, though, I thought be, so one way to try and fix the capacity issue was this was the first use of the single rider system. Makes sense. Yeah. For for us, it was, uh, I guess, Test Track, right? Yeah, you I and think I so. First yeah, that's the first one I, I so. remember, yeah. Because at the time, thing. it was just you and me, AJ, that would do that ride. <clears throat> All right, so July 6th, 1998. So the ride's been open, you know, a couple months here. Opened in May. Closed for refurbishment. <laughs> that did not take long. <laughs> it was meant to be a five-week uh, closure, but it ended up taking three months. Um so they did what they could, I guess. I couldn't find a what whole lot they, of what they yeah, actually worked on. What did they on. even do? It doesn't sound like it. I mean, it wasn't enough. I mean, they did enough that it, like the ride was able to be open for a, a bit after this. At, more at than the, three at months. That point, at more that than two point, months. It had to be more of the the uh, controls and the computer system they were working on just yeah, to help I with bet, the closure yeah, for that. a lot of computer systems. So that's probably there. what they were doing there. But, I mean, it still wasn't enough for the stresses on the track and the uh, supports and everything. So it closed again. After a bit longer this time, almost two years, September 2000, for a quote-unquote extended refurbishment, uh, this is kind of when they, you know people were speculating, oh, they're going to put the banks in, they're going to you know fix this, they're going to yeah. do it right. Uh, it was supposed to reopen in spring 2001, which never happened. We never got to that point. Well, we got to spring 2001. <laughs> Just never, uh, <laughs> we didn't get there. <laughs> Uh, in April, uh, they announced it was permanently closed. And there's a statement um, from the Disneyland president at the time, Cynthia Harris. Uh, the quote is, The high-speed attraction was never able to perform to its designed show standards. The problem was a budget-conscious decision to run the high-speed rods on the people movers' unbanked track. So, so they admitted they it. They know exactly they know. what went yeah. wrong. That's incredible that in the statement they said, we were too cheap. Yeah. We were they, too cheap, yeah. and the retrofit was a bad idea. That's insane. That's insane that they were that she was just so blunt about yeah. it. I mean, what else? What else well, is she, she gonna say? I, well, she. I don't think she was the president when this was built. No, no, no. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, um, Peter, what's his name? The one that people didn't like because he was cost cutting. Uh, he, yeah, he was the guy from like a toy background. Okay, so Peter Pressler. Peter. Pete yeah. Pressler. So Paul, like, Paul Pressler. Paul. Pressler. I feel like he's throwing some shade at him. Yeah. That statement. <laughs> Well, I mean, and and we, it, we talk about I him mean, here. It's so much of the 90s, like, you know, even that Disney decade, like, not very much attention was, was paid to Disneyland outside of stuff like Indiana Jones and, you know, Toontown. Like, it was always an afterthought. So it's almost not too crazy that they went so cheap with Disney yeah. Tomorrowland. One of the stories I remember about Paul Pressler uh, reading a while ago that people were upset about was that the, the Tiki Room, there's that one uh, Tiki goddess at the peak of the um, of the roof there. Mm-hmm. And I, there was a fire or something, uh, and they had it basically, or no, it was like just rotting away. And rather than spend the money to fix this one tiki, he just said, you know, let's just take it down. And there, there's a lot of like myths and legends about it and all that stuff. Hmm. But people are upset because, you know, yeah. the one of the tiki gods is taken <laughs> it's away. It's gone. They go. It's gone. But um, so the aftermath here. So the ride's closed. Uh, the failure of the rocket rods, it was one of the three reasons for the then-president of WDI Imagineering, Ken Wong, to leave Disney, citing managing the risks inherent in ambitious visions. So they had ambitious visions, just not the money to do what they wanted, at least some money. Uh, the other two at the time, uh, I just thought this was interesting. There were delays in launching Disney Cruise Line and, the uh, again, problems with Test Track. So he kind of just said, you know what, I'm out. And it sounded a lot like just him and Paul, they were probably Paul Presser, just, yeah. <clears throat> so in 
So uh, the vehicles themselves, they, they were torn apart and, uh, and dismantled. Um, there, were, there was one that was displayed at the MGM Studios uh, Boneyard. And I, I was going to ask you guys, I don't remember seeing it. Would it have I been there when we... Absolutely, but I don't remember point. it. Or yeah. maybe we just saw it, didn't even realize like, hey, what it was. That? That's kind of cool. Was it in between the flight of the Navigator spaceship and the, the <laughs> sand barge for Return of the Jedi? Because I don't remember. Probably yeah. around there, yeah. We're like, hey, what movie is this from? Yeah. Uh, there's another one um, that Richard Crafts, and this guy, you probably don't know his name, but do you remember the story about a year, year or two ago that... That uh, big Disney collector, he opened up that huge showcase uh, in California, that building he rented out. Mm-hmm. This is him. So he had one of the other two, only two remaining vehicles that, that existed. Uh, he ended up selling it in auction in uh, 2018. I don't know if it was through that or, or through the, the website here, iCollector.com. But uh, th- there's some cool pictures there of it, of his uh, kind of work that he did on it. Um, the Q space uh, was converted into Buzz Lightyear uh, Astro Blaster, kind of a bit more fitting than well, it's, just it's a just Q. It's nuts that they were able to take the Q and turn that into a, a whole ride. ride. Like, dark ride. Like, it's not a, sh- I mean, it's not a short ride compared to like other dark rides. No, it's still I mean, it's, full it's, length. It seems it feels a little shorter than one Magikina, but it, it's impressive that they fit that dark, like a dark ride inside of you know yeah. the old Circle Vision, let alone the old Q for rocket rods. <laughs> when you think about it like that, it's like whoa. Yeah, the people mover cars, uh, they were restored and, and um, just kind of put away in, in storage. They kind of got their old paint job back. Good for Which them. I believe was the mustard yellow. Mike searched this <laughs> yeah. um, The people mover track still stands. Just a painful reminder of what was, what could could be in the future. And they're all, it's all like overgrown. There's just like leaves yeah, on it. Like they don't even it's, try. Yeah, especially in the area where the monorail is. When you take that monorail, yeah, you just see like it all. Yeah, you can see it, yeah. It's crazy. It's suppressing. It is the, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but it, is the track itself still yep. on there? It yep. sure is. You still see that little, that single still yep. tubular thing? Yep. Uh, what's neat too is they do use this uh, a little bit just at the entrance here for some special occasions, mostly permitting to. Uh, to Star Wars. Yeah, when the Seasons of the Force thing was going on before mm-hmm. Galaxy's Edge opened, they would have stormtroopers up there. Yep, yeah, and, that's and right. They would get involved in the Jedi Academy show sometimes. Yeah, and the uh, as like some promotion for the new the Star Tours adventure continues, they were up there just kind of patrolling, making sure everything's looking okay. Uh, you know, so that's that's pretty much it. We're stuck with uh, an empty track and some memories. You, you think they can ever just, just put back People Mover? Well, so I, I did come across, it's the... It was the president of uh, WDI back in 2012. I don't know. It's not WDI of Disneyland. I forget who it is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it was the same guy. But there's this great quote where you know he's being asked about it, and he basically says like, "Hang on, you know, it might take a few years, but we're working on it." Yeah. So it just so yeah, it, you know, right after they're they aware. fix the Yeti at uh, exactly. Yes. Right. Well, now again, again with everything going on, who, like if that was something that was maybe on the table, it certainly is off the table again. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, because you would have to remove because again, like what they did for Rocket Rods, like they kept the support, but they had to replace the track. They would have to replace the track part again. Right. right? You ever like do that thing where you like. For a second, you think you have a really good idea. Like, you think you figured out how to make a perpetual motion machine, and it's so obvious. And then you actually stop and think for five seconds. You're like, oh, that's a terrible idea. That wouldn't work at all. I'm glad I didn't say anything out loud. Yeah, you can see why this idea pitched well. (laughs) But, like, no, this is like someone had that idea. Like, we'll just use the track from People Mover. But no one stopped to think for five seconds and think how this was. I just can't see something like that flying now. More likely... 
someone said like, yeah, but we only have 25 million to work with here. Well, okay, we'll try it. Like, I just can't believe that like, again, I'm sure someone said, look, if we don't bank these turns, it's going to stop and start. And someone at the top was like, well, it doesn't matter. We, we have to it, build this. It was probably the cost of building it was in the long run cheaper than getting like a test facility, trying it out, you know, with those stresses. No, I think, I think they the knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. So it, and but they just didn't care. It was just a two-year, like, buy us some time kind of thing. I'm, just, I'm shocked that, like, they didn't just keep People Mover and, like, maybe, like, throw Timekeeper into the circle vision. They wanted a thrill they ride. They needed a thrill ride. Know, Michael Eisner like, demanded it. It's so upsetting because, yeah, it's just, it's, cause it's just so not where that but, should like, go. But, like, this being a thrill ride is like Maelstrom being a thrill ride. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even, even if it worked ideally and yeah. it topped out at 38. The, the fact that I wouldn't hesitate to go on it means it probably wasn't that scary, at right? The, yeah. At the time, that would have been the fa- that's the fastest ride in Disneyland. I guess, right? but it's like it's so different when you just when you just <laughs> no, speed I don't think up. it hits thirty eight. Yeah, it just if it just speeds up, it's nothing. Like it's like you know, speed isn't what gets me. Like I can do test track, I can't do like big drops or whatever. Yeah, and again, I, I don't know. Like we talked about this. Like maybe it was just an issue of lateral forces, but like you, you were building track on top of those platforms. Like you could have banked track without having to, like bank right. the whole That's thing. Like, yeah, yeah, like like exactly. That's like what's like think, about. think of the Matterhorn. The Matterhorn is just like roller coaster track on that mountain surface. I mean, the stress is still have to go somewhere, which is still the support you know down below. So right, either yeah. way, that you know wouldn't have helped. Yeah, but like but. It's, it is just weird that like they couldn't have banked it somehow. Like I understand, like you don't have yeah, cause AJ's saying you don't have to bank the concrete. Yeah, <laughs> you have to no, yeah, the just track. the track. But then, but then think about this too. Without with the stopping and starting, it was three minutes. If this thing was able to maintain yeah. forty miles per hour the whole way, <laughs> it'd be done in a minute. Yeah, maybe it was a good, <laughs> good thing in a way. It's just, it's just the whole thing was just a bad. Like it was a good idea at first. You say that you're like oh. We'll just use this existing track and build a new thing on top of it. But then, like, when you think about it, you're like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. There's so many problems with this. So many well, reasons really, this won't like, work. Like, the design of the cars and everything, are they're great. Yeah, I love they're how they're Except the that they only look. fit five people. Oh, yeah, they except for that. Just the aesthetic, the though. To get. It, it does have a nice, like, futuristic vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And they're fun and to look I, at. I do like the queue, at least from what I see it. Again, maybe I get sick of it. But I, I like yeah. the idea of the queue. Yeah. Uh, but you know what it makes me think of is remember when they wanted to turn Spaceship Earth into a thrill ride? Like, oh, yeah. 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 Like the White Chasers thing or whatever? What? The Time Chasers, yeah. Like that, I, man. Yeah, <laughs> so that would have been like a 45-second <laughs> ride. And if you haven't, you don't know what I'm talking about, there was a whole thing in like the 2000s where they thought about basically what they're doing now, renovating all of Future World. This was called Project Gemini. And it was like, there's going to be like a, a, a roller coaster, like a rainforest roller coaster by the land, and their spaceship earth was going to become like a almost kind of like rocket rides, is what it looks like. Yeah. Like a track. Well, maybe this would have been a success that they would have yeah, gone yeah, through with it that. But it's funny. I have like a couple like holy grails of things that just need to come back in some way. Yeah. Ma- uh, the, the imagination's one, not one number one. Ima- imagination and the the uh, people mover track. Those yeah. two. Oh yeah. Do, do you guys have any more you can think of? Like those... that, just some form needs to come back. I mean, like those, those two. Are, yeah, that's what jumped. I mean, out. it'd be cool with the sky buckets, Kim. I just just because I like when you when you're watching those videos of the people mover in Disneyland. I just love how much kinetic energy mm-hmm. there is in Tomorrowland. You got. The people mover moving around, even when you're inside the line for like Star Tours or you know Adventure in Space, wherever it's so cool that you see those cars going yep. by. That's so neat. Or you yeah, see like the sky ni- buckets, you see the monorail. Like 1990 is like prime Tomorrowland when all that's like still going on. Uh, buckets, the submarine, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea from like Disney World is one that because like I don't I I think I went on it. I don't remember it. You did. 
Yeah, I, I know I did, but I, I'm <laughs> glad you remember, AJ. But <laughs> like, it bums me out that I don't remember that experience. So that'd be one. But, you know. But even that was missing like the the Disneyland one. Disneyland one we've just seen from videos, but from what I always hear, that one in Magic Kingdom wasn't as like themed or as in depth. It wasn't as long. Like there's a whole Atlantis scene in Disneyland that we did. Well, we I don't know. Get. The ride vehicle was cool in Disney World because it actually looked like Nautilus. <laughs> Nautilus, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I don't, I'm not an expert in twenty. So just a tangent. But yep. no, those are the big ones: are People Mover and uh, Journey. Journey oh, People but, Mover. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just so upsetting. And you know, the best thing to ever happened to Rocket Rods was probably Superstar Limo, because then yeah. <laughs> nobody thinks it's the worst Disneyland ride ever, right? And maybe, I, don't know. I mean, maybe even then, people who did it probably don't wouldn't say it's the worst. Yeah. It's just. I mean, it, it just couldn't handle it, right? I, I, yeah, I think it's you know if you try to promote it as a marquee attraction, that's one of the big problems. Yeah. I feel like you don't. It's not like you hear people talk about how aggressively bad it was, even though no. it looks yeah. like it. But exactly. I tell you what, I don't think anyone would say it was better than the People Mover because you know, like the again, like the People Mover is great having this attraction. I love attractions that are just kind of like tours almost. Right. Like I like one of my favorite attractions now is like just the Mark Twain uh, uh, steamboat, the riverboat. I love that. And you know, I I even miss the 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 the, the river boats in Animal Kingdom because I just like the idea of like I'm on a boat, I can see the park. Like, what about the so Michael uh, Fink boats. Man, I didn't go on those. <laughs> like, <laughs> too I much love work. Stuff like that. So yeah, like you know, and it's weird because again, that's what the track was designed for. It was designed to give a tour. It wasn't designed to be, you know, this this big thrill mm-hmm. ride thing. That's why there aren't any really good places for you to pick up speed or to do anything exciting. So what do you think is more likely? Like, do you think they'll try to use that track for something again someday or will they just eventually bite the bullet and remove it? Oh, man. Because um, I mean, it's a hard removal. That's the Bring... thing. Removal, yeah, at the point you're going to remove it, it's like, well, just put the people mover there. I think more likely that thing is going to stay abandoned and empty for I mean, a you long gotta, you time. you got to wonder what kind of, if they keep it, like how much of it needs replaced? Yeah, that's a, it, it's just like how what, what is the status of those pillars? Like, yep. Do I think the people movers coming back this decade? Not really. Do I think any development's going to happen well, there not in now, this decade? Yeah. Not really. I would love to see some of the plans that they've you know drawn up in Imagineering what they could do. Yeah, yeah it's like I hate the record there. After we got like some pretty good movement for the last like five eight years, yeah, the next ten years are going to be well, slow. I, part of me's like you know, and I, you know I get it. It's the internet people complain, but you know there, a lot of people have complained a lot about the Disney parks and Imagineering and blah, blah, blah over the last 10 years. And I feel like people are really going to become like, <laughs> their people yeah. are going to realize how good we had it. Yeah, we're hitting that. We got, we got Pandora, two galaxies, edges. Yeah, we got all, all kinds constant, of stuff. We got constant <laughs> new stuff all the time. And uh, it's not going to be like that. It's going to no. be the decade. 2000, 2010 years. Yeah, we're going to really yeah, wasn't exactly. much going on. And, you know, it's, you know, we'll, we'll get there again, but it, it's yep. probably going to be a Just bit. like a cycle. Yeah. But, 10 year cycle. You know, the good news is we still have the People Mover in Magic Kingdom. Although, I, I know it's down for refurb right now. And I know some people are, like, a little scared it's going away. I don't think that's actually... That's yeah, the, there was something happening. not too long ago where there was a fire in the it one belt. It wasn't a fire. It was a... Um a belt in the in the the, the liftway, mm-hmm. it just caught on something. Basically, uh, which is burning rubber. So yeah, I, exactly. I, burning I rubber. Just, I think it, I'm pretty sure it's legitimately just under refurbished. It's not like the rocket rod that's going to come back. I mean, but again, like what could if they got rid of the one in Magic Kingdom? Like, what would you, you do? You can't. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, may as well keep do. it there. <laughs> you literally just get rid of it because you don't want to pay for the cost of maintaining it. Which I mean, you know, People Mover is, and they talk about a lot. Like there's that period where. A ride is old and unpopular, and then if you kind of hold out, it suddenly becomes a classic. 
Like the people mover seems it's to there. have longer lines now than it ever did. Yeah. Oh yeah, you actually, you actually wait. Had lines. Yeah, you actually have to wait in the first so, level. It's coming back. I I wouldn't be surprised if that was a ride because it's so like magnet based and all that stuff that was kind of impacted negatively from just not running for a while when like the parks were just completely closed. You know. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But oh my god, I love like that's certainly a top five ride for me is the people mover magic yeah i love that especially when you're tired and it's still an enjoyable it's not like you're seeing a show or anything where you're tired just to you're going to the show just to like relax Mm -hmm. you're actually moving you enjoy it something you want especially with that uh 19 like 95 new tomorrowland uh Mm -hmm. i love that i love you know just back when i was terrified space mountain it was pretty thrilling for me just to go inside it through the people (laughs) yeah get a look at your heart going yeah that's good stuff you get to see a random you know statue of a robot getting her hair done or something like whatever (laughs) sure that's nice and uh it also that's where you can find the city the model of progress city that was first at the 1964's World Fair, and yep. then and then Carousel Progress in Disneyland, and the second floor, which is where the people mover there drove by, mm-hmm. and now that is still in uh, the Disney World. Still people there. Mover. So there you go. All right, is well, that? I a- think I think that's about all you can say about Rocket Rod. How much would you pay right now to be able to go on the Rocket Rod? Not a lot. I'd pay a hundred bucks. I'd do it. Yeah, I'd pay a hundred bucks to say I did it. If you were like 200 bucks, I start thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get Bill and Ted involved. Get us <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I mean, you know, when I was watching like the videos, I'm like, yeah, this is like, you, you hear so much about it. I'm like, this doesn't look as bad as I thought. Clearly it's stupid and my expectations were really low. <laughs> and it's certainly worse than what was there. But like, you know, I, I, I almost get it. But yeah, didn't work. Did not work. Didn't work. Uh, but at least we get to talk about it. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to yeah, talk you, about. You missed 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. you asking Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and when when was like HD video filming available? Like was that Oh, like mainstream? Like well, mid 2000s at least. Yeah. yeah. I mean Probably closer to like cuz it's funny cuz I was, you know, you're watching ride-throughs of like 2000 of that, but I'm also watching ride throughs of like 1991 of people. Yeah. They look the same. I mean, you know, when did the flip <laughs> the cam come the out? Well, Remember, we yeah. had that yeah. flip cam. I think that shot 720. Yeah, I had, I had a flip cam. You had a flip cam. Yeah. You I took mean, it like, to E3. Yeah, like 2006 is like, you know, Xbox 360 or whenever that was. Like, that's when people were thinking about HD finally. So, oh man. Cool. Well, All right. Where I do some housekeeping here. Yeah. So, uh, we yeah. are starting probably by the time you're listening to this. If you go to our Twitter, which is uh, twitter.com slash 90s Disney pod, 90s Disney pod, we have, and we talked about this in the last episode, two autographed posters from Hunchback of Notre Dame signed by screenwriter Tab Murphy. May, may I tell the people how they can win these? Then? Yes, my, you're, the, you're the guy yeah, who knows how to I'm do social media. guy. Yeah. So all you got to do is to have a chance to win one of these, you have to be following our Twitter account, and you have to retweet the post. If you liked it too, that'd be nice, but you got to retweet it. And then we will go through all of those, and we will randomly select two winners. Um, and this contest is going to run until September 15th. So Ooh, you have I'm going to win. Time there. It's mine. Yeah, I'm winning. No, you're not, you're just Dang cool. it. <laughs> I'm speaking right? employees of 90s nice. Disney podcast. I'm eligible to participate. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, I think I think we're going to be pretty lenient about where we can send these. Uh, we'll uh, take the shipping costs. Yeah, you want to say? Yeah, I didn't think of that. United States or how? I don't know, what's you know, the cost to ship a poster internationally? Or whatever. If you want to, we'll get it to you. We'll figure it out. I don't know. All right, all right. Mike's gonna, gonna, Mike's gonna pay for I'm shipping. Rolling, I'm rolling the dice and hoping somebody in the north in North America wins. But we'll see. <laughs> I mean, you got this expensive yeah. whiskey, so like, yeah, I'm doing okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the money I paid him to watch my dog. Yeah, but mine yeah. too. So just repeat. Go to '90s Disney Pod Twitter account on uh, Twitter.com. 
follow us, retweet the contest tweet. It'll be pinned. It'll be on the top. And we will randomly select two winners on September 15th. This is our big push to get to 1,000 followers, which we're already getting to faster than I would have thought. Yeah, we're at great. 924 right now. Yeah, so, so uh, <laughs> really exciting. <laughs> well, we had this idea. It's like, oh, we're only at 800. We need to mm, boost this. This will get us over there. We're, yeah, but no, this is still great. So, But it's also just fun to do these things. 11.59 p.m. September 15th. You know. Deadline? The six, by the 6th. By the 16th? 16th, I'll be picking winners. So, you know. when, when Mike wakes up on the 16th, so you got some time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he'll pick a winner. All right, all right. Yeah, uh, no. but yeah, and once again, thank you to, to Tab Murphy for, for throwing those posters our way. Uh, he was very cool and, and immediately responded uh, when, when I when I pitched him on the idea. So thanks again, Tab. We should, thank si- you. We should sign a 90s Disney poster for him. I bet he's very loving it. He'll be in his room. We'll get artwork of us oh, on we'll the rocket We'll send it to all our guests. I'll send one to Kirk Wise. Oh, there you go, Kirk. <laughs> well, yeah, Kirk, move over those Oscars. We got, yeah. we got something better. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we know what we're doing next week, AJ, or, we, or next month? Or TBD. I'm trying to get some dominoes to fall in place. Yeah. I'll let everyone know. All right. Well, we, there's plenty of other days if that falls through. Um, for our next point five episode, I guess 16.5, right? Or what are we on? We're on 15. Yeah, 15. 15.5. 15.5. We can talk about our least favorite uh, Disney attractions to kind of go along with well, this rocket rod. There's two already that we so, can so much negativity of. going yeah. into the fall. I'm mad. You need to vent a little. It, Let it all out. AJ, even though it's not Disney, AJ could just rant about how much he hates that Jimmy Fallon ride. I Universal. hate the Jimmy so. Fallon. But, <laughs> again, the queue's amazing. Yeah, great. Fantastic. Queue. One of the best. Yeah, yeah. But it's one of the worst rides I've ever been on. Yeah. All right, AJ, you want to take us out? All right. So yes, uh, go to that Twitter account. Find us on Facebook. Go to '90s Disney. Disney.com, where you'll find links to subscribe to the show to the podcast application of your choice and all of our past episodes. And drop us a line at 90sDisneyPodcast at gmail.com. 90sDisneyPodcast at gmail.com. We will respond. I promise. Uh, yeah, and uh, keep an eye out for that uh, bonus episode coming later this month. Check out the contest. And until then, we'll see you all next time right here on 90s Disney. Take care. Bye. We'll see you.